Welcome to the GIST podcast, where we come together to meet the many wonderful people who make GIST what it is. A place where students learn to be self-directed, globally engaged, balanced, and future-ready. I'm Morgan. And I'm Mindy. And we're your hosts. Today on the GIST podcast, we are here to talk about strings in action, and we are so excited to have Mr. Simo and 11th grader Alex on the show with us today. Um, Alex, you are our first student guest this year, so we're particularly delighted that you could join us today. No offense to Seema. <laughs> I'm <having> here too. <laughs> So um, in talking about Strings in Action, it's been a program that's been at GIST for a number of years. I believave Simo, Simo, you founded it in 2015, if I'm not, if I'm correct? You are and, correct. Yes. Okay. So I know that it's based on this El Sistema system in Venezuela. So if you could, just to get our stage set for the day, could you tell us a little bit about that system and how it influenced this, the beginning of Strings in Action? Yes, sure. So. Um... El Sistema is the, um, the Venezuela's national system of youth and children's orchestras and choirs. And uh, it has used music education as a vehicle for social change. It was founded by Jose Antonio Abreu in 1975. And so the program uh, offers musical ensemble participation from an early age and they focus on intensive um, uh, music uh, training. You know, they offer about three, four hours per day music instruction. And they have these ensembles and then also theory lessons and in all the regions in, in Venezuela. And so they mainly uh, focus on uh, uh, communities in need. And so um, I think they have more or less about a million children involved in all over the years, involved in the Sistema. And then so this, this program inspire many other people in other countries. And I think they are like seven, 60 countries in the world with projects similar to the Sistema. And uh, all in the States are about 20, 25 programs similar to, to the Sistema. Okay, and one very famous graduate I think we should mention is Gustavo Dudamel, who became the conductor of the Los Angeles Philharmonic and has had quite a career. So he's been able to spread this message quite a lot after a bro um, within the country. So that's been really yeah. nice. Simo, yeah. can you tell us a little bit about how the GIST program has developed over the years? You mean the Strings in Action? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Um, so we started a very like in we started in the school as a service club, and so we service clubs run once a day on Tuesdays after school, and then we started um, you know only with that session. But then we realized that we we had to 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 meet more than that. So uh, when we started to teach the children, we we were coming on Saturdays to school. So for about two, three years, we were teaching these kids on Tuesdays and Saturdays, mostly Saturdays. Um, we were planning the lessons on Tuesdays and then coming for uh, on Saturday morning for two, three hours. 
and then and then the program started to grow and then we did a charity concert we had other schools from the city helping out us like uh and other international schools especially um a singapore american school her former teacher sofia Pelletier, she gave us she donated a lot of instruments to us and so in 2019 we decided to we became a foundation thanks to the help of of the parents um the community and we were able to we, we got a, do, a donor a monthly donor and um we were able thanks to that to hire two local strings teachers and an accounting and uh, a web designer and and this is uh, so the, the, this is how we became a foundation and now we have three orchestras in two orphanages wow that's amazing so oh, I, I forgot to mention so in addition to that we have also six children from the orphanages join we also um, connected to one of the music schools here in Jakarta, Music Academy, is called Amadeus. And um, we have six of our children joining Amadeus on scholarships. That's amazing. Yeah. I, I can see now why Morgan has been smiling from ear to ear all week about this opportunity to talk to you both, because it's a, it's this is so much what GIST is all about. And that's why we're so excited to be a part of this podcast, to bring these sort of things out, make sure that people can hear these stories. I'm curious, thinking about how the pandemic has really impacted, well, the world, but in particular in Jakarta, uh, how did you adjust during this last year for the pandemic? We we had to move online. So the what we loved the most, which was to have the kids on campus every Saturday, it was gone. It was over. And we had to move online. And so the GS students were teaching and preparing lessons um, for the for the kids at the orphanage, and it, it, it was it was alright. We, we were surviving, no. And but it's not the same, right? And so um, the good thing is, thanks 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 that uh, because we are a foundation. Thanks to that, we have uh, local teachers going there every week, two times two times per week. So the project is still still going on and they have rehearsals and they have classes so thanks to that we didn't we didn't lose that um that that part um and then yeah we created a one charity concert uh, last christmas and so yeah the, the project's still there that's great yeah. that's great what a relief that you've been able to keep it going through this so alex um, you're in 11th grade now. I remember when I came here and you were in eighth grade and watching the incredible leadership that you were showing in Strings in Action at that time. And as far as I know, it's just grown from there. So let's just take a step back for a second. Could you tell us about your whole history with the program and why Strings in Action has been so important for you as a GIST student? Yeah. Um, yeah. So I do remember being obviously seeing you in eighth grade um, and I was already in the club at that time for two years. So in around sixth grade, uh, I remember this very vividly. I was like sick the whole week and Mr. Seaman was like, I need to see you in my office. And I was really worried because <laughs> that sounds really scary. And then I walked in and he was like, I have something really serious. He's making a joke. And then he asked me to be a part of Strings in Action that first time. And at the time, Strings in Action was um, just starting with our current um, orphanage, Ponokturuna. And at the time, you know, they had no orchestra. 
So it was just myself, Mr. Simo, and two of his other students already in high school at the time. So it was a small group of us. And obviously, as a middle schooler, I didn't really know what was going on. Um, in high school, there's a lot more focus, I think, on things like casts and hours and like, oh, this is a service club and this and that. But Strings in Action was just something that kind of became a routine, like, oh, I'm going to go to school on Saturday to meet Mr. Simo and a bunch of these kids and um, teach them how to play music. And so, yeah, it started off um, really as kind of a hobby or something that was really fun to do because I really liked music. And it was just another way to express one of my passions and um, participate more heavily in music. But over time, it became something that really shifted my worldview a lot. And I think as a GIST student, um, I really firmly believe that there's so much more that we learn at GIST outside of the classroom than we do inside of it, because I think it's really obvious that we get great education here. There are amazing teachers, amazing classes, a great curriculum. But the thing that makes just so unique is all these learning opportunities. And I, as a sixth grader, probably didn't have that much perspective. And I'm not going to pretend and say that I'm like the most educated or most informed person now, not at all. But I think um, over the years, going from being like a member in the club to when I came to high school, being a vice president, and then now being the president of the club and being able to visit the orphanages at Mr. Simo on weekends and being able to start with another orphanage and transitioning online. And all these things have really been able to teach me that, A, I don't know as much as I thought I did about the world. Definitely. There's so much to learn and B, that um, at just here, we have so many opportunities. And I think that that's been so amazing to be able to experience and strings in action. And the fact that I've been able to kind of go on this journey with it and seeing it grow, especially like as I got into high school and more members join in the club and not just like the small little group of me and like two other students and Mr. Simo, um, it really has helped me kind of understand how amazing GIS is at giving us that kind of education. And I think how amazing this club was to give me that kind of education. This is remarkable, Alex, and it's so inspiring to hear you speak and just the way it sounds as though, you know, you're talking about you bring leadership to Strings in Action, but what the students, these wonderful human beings have given back to you in your own personal development sounds like it's been just as important for you. Yeah, um, I think that not to sound kind of privileged or anything in any kind of way, because I think we need to recognize here that. Uh, myself and all these students in Strings in Action from GIS obviously come from a place of great privilege and opportunity that we have. We are able to attend such an amazing institution in an amazing you know, place. We don't have to worry about um, a lot of very basic things that to us seem kind of like no-brainers. Um, and not to sound like coming from a very privileged point of view, I don't think I really recognized how hard that was to find in Indonesia for a really long time. And I think part of the thing was like I I think a lot of just students I've spoken to also in Strings in Action was um, speaking to these kids really makes you kind of helps you to understand that we have so much to give and there's no reason why we shouldn't give that. And I think that that kind of impact is something I would never have been able to get if I wasn't a part of Strings in Action um, and talking to these kids and also being able to recognize that the world is much more than just our little bubble is something that these kids have also given back to us and also their perseverance and their resilience. And we've seen them go through so many struggles over the past few years, unfortunately, given like different circumstances, like part of their orphanage burned down last year and it was heartbreaking. But the fact that they were put in these circumstances and they never once kind of showed to us any sign of like being sad or not being able to be resilient in that the face of all these like 
um, tragedies was really inspiring and I think something that we tend to lose focus of sometimes. So that's definitely something that they've also helped give back to us. Wow. Very powerful. And one of the things I've noticed also is these beautiful joint concerts that you've put on with students in the Strings in Action program. Um, what, what, would, what was it like to be on stage together for these joint performances at GIS, of course, in non-COVID times? Yeah. So uh, yeah, non-COVID, I think like 2019, we had so many different concert opportunities and it's been crazy because I think it's um, at GIS, you know, we have like the VPA and all that kind of stuff, which is like really cool because you get to come together. Um, sometimes we do like vocals and strings and all that kind of stuff, but this is a new level because obviously these are not just students. So these aren't people you play with on a regular basis. Um, and it's really cool sometimes because they I think I originally um, found a lot of their own concert opportunities, these kids. We heard them going to church to play, I'm pretty sure if Mr. Simo can correct me on that, or going to play in like malls and things like that on their own time. So they obviously had that kind of practice, but coming to join with us, um, I think the coolest part about it was the number of people who reached out to us and were like, wow, this is really inspiring and really cool and something that I'm interested in learning and also being able to see kind of for us, that exhilarating feeling of, wow, like, this is so cool. I love being on stage. I love like playing instruments and seeing that kind of joy reflected on their faces. Um, I can't speak to that as much as Jacimo, who obviously conducts these kids all the time, who stands right in front of them. I usually just give a little speech and then scutter off to the side um, for Mr. Simo to take the stage. But um, I think it's been amazing to be able to see how proud they are of what they've done and how they've really been able to own all of their own accomplishments and all the hard work they've put into it, because that's something that I'm sure us as musicians, maybe Miss Danita, you also kind of understand that we like, it's very um, rewarding to perform on stage. And the fact that we've been able to give that kind of feeling to them has been really cool as well. And obviously planning concerts, but planning these kinds of events has been um, really interesting from a practical perspective as well, because I'd never thought going into Strings in Action that um, as a group of musicians, we'd ever get organizational experience. But the fact is planning practices, planning concerts and all these things has given us um, way more skills in our toolbox of just being people because we've learned how to communicate, how to go back and forth. And that's been, yeah, really interesting to learn. That's fantastic. You know, and we're thinking about any kind of ensemble music experience that people have. It really is a great equalizing force. It's a great way to build empathy across your own, across anybody who's performing together. And I'm hearing a lot of that in what you're saying about these concert experiences that you had, and also the experience that you've had working with students in the program. It's a beautiful thing. Alex, thank you so much for sharing about all these different benefits that you've gotten from this. It's really inspiring. And it makes me think about other schools. You, you spoke about this, about sort of this privilege that you have being able to have this opportunity and how that can lead to you wanting to give back into the community. Um, it makes me think about maybe there's other schools out there that are interested in starting something like this. Simo, what would you say to someone who's trying to start a program like this in their city? I would say good luck. <laughs> no, in fact, one of the we hosted uh, one of the Amis festivals, the strings festivals here at GIS in 2000. I can't remember. I think it was 19 or 18. Anyways, um, we introduced the this project to the Amis community, and um, the Pondokaruna Orchestra performed. And so, 
uh, one of the one of the teachers from the AMI circuit, she she inspired from 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 our project, and she started exactly the same thing in in Sheku International School in Shenzhen. So and. Uh, and she was like, oh, Simo, how do I do that? How, what? This is so cool. I have to do something like this in my, in my school. And I was like, well, um, I mean, each country, I think, has its own characteristics. So it, it can be replied exactly the same. Uh, so um, my guess, you need a lot of support. You need a, like, a, in my case, we have G's first. So you need you need support from, from, from someone in the community, and then you need support from uh, musicians, or you need to you need to search and what's the you need to find a, a good community where you can implement something like this, or who, who are willing to to uh, adopt something like this. No, um, and I I heard all the projects that they doing more like individually, so they don't it's not like an orchestra, so. It's, it's complicated, but I would say you need to find the, the right community to do that. You need, you need, and you need support. And you need to deal with the, the own, own characteristics of, of, of the place, from the place or the country that you're going to do that. Right. That makes a lot of sense. So finding that community and that support and then working within the confines of the situation that you're in in that local community. Alex, I have another question for you. I, I have to say, as you were speaking earlier, I was literally writing down so much of what you said because I thought, I want to put these on my wall. It's so cool. One of my favorite things you said is you said, we have so much to give and there's no reason we shouldn't give that. And I thought that's so inspiring, right? Like just that's what we should do. So for you, Alex, could you give some advice? What would you say to a student who's curious about getting involved with this type of program in their school? I think Mr. Simo went over a lot of like the practical things. Obviously, um, that's really important and something that, yeah, to just echo his sentiment, like uh, finding that community, that kind of ground support of people who you can go back to, not just for things like, I don't know, monetary funds or anything like that, but also just for advice and to bounce ideas off of and having that kind of community of support is really important. I think as a student as well, one of the things that I would say is, this kind of project or any kind of service project, I think, in a, on a more like personal level, should run a lot deeper than just mm, a credential, maybe. And um, I know that that's kind of a big thing now. People really want to build up their resumes, which is great. And I think that there's no harm in doing that. But I think that I was also speaking to um, former president Noel Kim about this of our club, also one of the founders. With oh, uh, oh, no, got it, got it. Just go back, start again. I'll go after the part about Mr. Simo. Yeah, got it. On a personal level, I think one of the things as well as speaking to like former founders and presidents of this club is um, finding the passion and the motivation to do it just outside of kind of writing down a 50 hour certificate for CAS or something like that. Because running a project like this, running a program like this, I think Mr. Simo more than anybody can attest to that takes so much time and energy and a lot of outside work outside of just one hour club meetings. And if you don't have the motivation to do that internally, if you don't have the passion, you're not going to do it for something like a credential or for your university to love you. And I don't think I could have been in this program for, I think now we're coming up on like five years. If I had just wanted to do this because I really wanted to get into like my dream school. I think that um, one thing I would say to students is find something that 
you really connect to on a personal level and stick with that and kind of make that the focus point of everything you do. And instead of thinking about how it'll benefit you um, on a superficial level. Um, and also another kind of just very offhand piece of advice is to be kind to yourself, I think as leaders, and I've had many conversations with Mr. Simo about this and other club members, we can't do everything we want to do all the time. And that's okay. We're not here. I think we all need to recognize, I guess, as well, that you know, service leaders and people who want to give back to the community. Um, we're not playing God or savior or anything like that. And it's okay to recognize that we have our limits and what we can give. And as long as we don't overexert ourselves, that's okay too. And I think having a lot of forgiveness and communication is really important when running a project like this. So that's what I would say to students. That's some great advice. Thank you. So Simo, for those students that do have a personal connection to this, I can imagine there would be a number of people who are interested in this after listening to this podcast and might be interested in joining the program. What are some ways they can learn about it and get involved? Um, I would say that for students specialists, they could, they could always help with, with rehearsals or you know, different, different lessons. Uh, other, other musicians, other musicians, other specialists could share their musical knowledge, no, either theoretical or practical. Um, providing econ economic assistance, uh, or just simply uh, spread the word, no, to friends and family. Um, um, I would say that if you just go to one of the orphanages, just go there, <laughs> and just your presence. Uh, your presence there will, regardless of what you are doing, that would excite the kids. So, you know, just go to an orphanage and, and see and see what it's like. And it's a fun place. It's a really really cool place to be, and spend one hour or two with the kids. Yeah. It's been very inspiring to talk with both of you today. Um, before we leave, a question for either one of you. Uh, what is the future of Strings in Action here in Jakarta? You want to go for that one, Alex? Or <laughs> you first smile me. I think the future looks bright. Uh, I think as long as you have people who cares about the project, then the future is good. And anything you do in your life, right? Uh, so I, as long as you care, uh, it will be fine. It will be safe. It will be. It will be good. So we, we, we will maintain the, the the project will be will be alive because there are people who care about this, and so that's the most important thing, no? Yeah, we have a very strong, very 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 strong uh, um, sponsors and uh, um, families from the community wonderful family from the community that are helping this project. And thanks to them and their sponsors and their help, this project will, will be alive forever. That's, the, that's for sure. I don't have any doubt. It's wonderful. And Alex, you still have a little bit more time at GIS. So what's your future with Strings in Action? Where do you see things going over the next couple of years? Wow, that's a really hard question to answer. Uh, present pandemic era. I feel like if you asked me that question like two years ago or something, I would have been like, 
we're going to have this concert this year and this concert next year, and we're going to do all these cool things. But right now it's so much more uncertain. So I think, um, yeah, what Mr. Simo said about care, one of the things that I hope as students at GIS I can do and then hopefully inspire other people to do um, is kind of build this community of care, the longevity of this project, making sure that um, these kids and a lot of other children in Indonesia who we hope to support one day as well have people who will still check up on them and obviously this project will keep on going. Um, but also transitioning back to normal pandemic world I think is one thing that Strings in Action is looking forward to the most uh, in its future definitely. So one thing that just students hopefully can do and I as a student can do in my last year is make sure that when we do go back to meeting these kids in person, it all goes smoothly and well and we'll be able to expand our uh, organization a little bit more and do all the things we love so much with um, these children. Wonderful. It just every everything you said about everything with the history up through now and all facets, it just sounds like it is such an incredibly transformative experience for every single person who's been involved in it. Thank you both for your leadership in this program. It's, again, inspiring for all of us to watch happen, and we're excited to support you moving forward. Thank you for coming today to the podcast. Thank you both. Thank you. Thanks, Morgan. Thanks, Thank Minty. You. Thank you, Alex. Thank you.